Will sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Podcast with Scott, William, with Paul. Good afternoon. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. It's an episode one of a three-episode recording, so all still fairly sober at the moment. You're extremely sober, hundred percent sober. Give it time. Give it time. By episode three, three episodes today. The first one, obviously dictated by movie roulette. Now, which will be Liam's, I believe we're going for. No, it's mine. There we go. Already. <laughs> <laughs> How many you had before you got here? I haven't had a single drop today, sir. Single drop. <laughs> no, that's why. Uh, <laughs> movie roulette threw up. I think it was a sports movie from 1950 to 2000. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Thinking back, I wish I hadn't selected the one I had, but we go with Slapshot from 1977 with Paul Newman. Now, thinking back about two or three episodes, we reviewed, or tried to review, the classic Sorry, frog in my throat. The classic Throne of Blood by Akira Kurosawa, starring Toshiro Mifune. And it was genuinely, generally even, generally agreed by all three of us that we didn't like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were quite vocal in sort of our reasons why, apart from Paul, we decided to keep fairly quiet because you didn't watch the whole film. You really couldn't say anything positive or negative about it. You just didn't like it. The film. Yeah. So we threw out a bit of a challenge, really, to all of our 150,000 listeners. That's <laughs> only, only half of them. <laughs> Just to say, look, if you disagreed with what we said, we'd like to know why, if you like the movie, why? Because we were genuinely amazed that this is held in, or, or even Kira Kurosawa in general is held in such high esteem. Yeah. We've had one response. We have. We've had one response, but thankfully it is from... Previous correspondent, Nathaniel DeBell. Liam's got the email. Can you read it out for us, man? Just <coughs> just tell us what Nathaniel's got to say about you know his thoughts on Throne of Blood, and we'll see if we agree or disagree. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this is all the way from Australia. It is indeed. So, good evening there. Or good well, night. Good day. Good day. <laughs> um, Nathaniel said, Dear Scott, as per your request in episode 120 of the Stinking Boss podcast, here are my thoughts regarding Throne of Blood. Not Brad. Sorry, mm -hmm. I've had a mouthful of Corona. Um, corona. Corona. Corona, yes. Shall I continue, sir? <laughs> yes, please. <clears throat> this isn't what Nathaniel said, but now it is. Mm. I watched Throne of Blood in 1957, at least six years ago, and I don't think I've given it any thought since then. I don't recall any particularly negative feelings towards the film, although the only two scenes I can really recollect are the famous introduction with the spirit and the climactic ending of the film. Mm -hmm. 
That said, your comments about the glacial, glacial, yes. glacial yeah. pacing of the picture did ring a bell with me. Yes. Overall, I have no great fondness for Throne of Blood, but I am nowhere near as maligned toward... Is that maligned? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, excuse me, everyone, I'm not that educated. Um, <laughs> toward it compared to the three of you. For some background on the film, renamed in English from its original title, Spiderweb Castle, Throne of Blood was part of the first wave of Japanese films to be distributed widely to the Western audiences. Globally establishing the reputation of the likes of Kurosawa, Mizoguchi, Go for it, go on. Ozu and Kobayashi. Oh, I've heard of Kobayashi. The 1950s is regarded as the golden age of Japanese cinema. <clears throat> of the big four directors, Kurosawa had perhaps the greatest diversity of critical opinion and controversy concerning his films. Ironically, one criticism was the perception that his films were catered to the taste of a Western audience rather than that of the Japanese. At the time of the release of Throne of Blood, Kurosawa had already established an international reputation with such films as Rashomon in 1950 and Seven Samurai in 1954. An admirer of the works of William Shakespeare, Kurosawa desired, desired to transpose the intent of Macbeth to the more familiar environment of feudal Japan. To this end, he marries his Shakespearean inspiration with his love of Japan's no theatre. I, I think it's pronounced no. 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 No, it's no. No, no. no theatre. No. Some theatre. No theatre. <laughs> There's no theatre. This no influence informs almost all of the elements of the film, including music choices, production design, and the performance of the leading actors. Most of what you find objectionable about the film originates in the impenetrable traditions of the world's oldest living theatre art. In the year of its release, Throne of Blood was the most commercially successful film for its studio, Toho. Mm -hmm. Positive critical response in the Western world largely focused on its impressive photography and its creativity as a Shakespearean adaption. Kurosawa would later direct two more films inspired by Shakespeare's plays and his third directional film would influence or inspire the likes of Star Wars, The Magnificent Seven, A Fistful of Dollars and Carrie. One thing I do disagree with you about is the idea that the film's positive reputation is because people have pretended to like it. Given the age of the film, I am more inclined to believe that only those who are disposed to like this type of production will seek it out to watch and review. Everyone has a personal taste and background in cinema and this informs the films we individually value and curate. Having divided opinions and uncommon values is what makes cinema so interesting. Yeah. Thanks again for all of your great podcasts. Regards, Nathaniel DeBell. Firstly, thank you, yes. Nathaniel, for such it's a an, very in-depth yeah, in email. email. Yeah, and he did. He took some time because he, he sent something on Facebook first yeah, so he was going it, to collect his was, thoughts and then yeah it was sort of a shortened version mm. of that on Facebook yeah and, um, yeah it's nice to get the feedback it's fantastic that he's actually taken the time out to do it which is what we asked for yeah it still baffles me why people like it I don't think Nathaniel's saying whether he liked it or hated it in, in you know either way but I'm still sticking to what I said that I still genuinely believe there is a certain group of people out there that will say they like a movie because they think they ought to. Yeah, yeah it's... And I, I was just saying to Paul, again, from reading this, and I've read it a few times when we first got mm. it in, like today, 
that um, yeah, I can see Nathaniel is just not necessarily sticking up for the film, but as a fact of people's choice to like films, which great, it's fine. Yeah, I decided to have a dig around on the internet. Mm. Um, I genuinely typed in um, honest reviews of Throne of Blood, yeah, and it came up a, a lot of forums where people discussed it. Yeah, now majority, I would say probably 80 to 90% of the people that were commenting on them were because they was asking questions for their university studies on oh, film. okay, right, yeah. Um, and majority of them were around the arts and that sort of studying that they were doing, which I understand they might... It, it, that is that type of thing. You you have to study certain directors and yes, that's what you're yeah, doing. Fine, well, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, I, nobody that answered to these questions on the forum, and I had spent ages just because of... Seeing this, I wanted to like go have something to pack me up. Yeah, but most people that were commenting as well saying, yeah, "I also studied this when I was at uni, right. and they studied Macbeth when I was at school yes. and William Shakespeare." Which great. I, I'm not taking anything away from William Shakespeare, who's legendary. I'm not going to take anything away from Curacao for what he done. Yeah, his films do not last the test of time at all. This film, I, I could sit and watch. If you pay me to, I'll sit and watch it again if you want. But there is the directional point might be great for back then in 1957. Mm. It doesn't work now. You can have the adaption of anything Shakespeare. It doesn't make it good afterwards. Shakespeare made Macbeth brilliant. It doesn't mean if you do a copy of it or any rendition that you choose to of it, it means it's going to be good because you can get some parts of it right. It's, to me, I just don't see how... And again, this isn't against Nathaniel's opinion. It's just yeah. still mine. Is that I do, and I, and I will always say it's you get a certain group of people, and it's quite big with certain films as well, where people will just like them because they've seen others like them. I'm still convinced of that. Mm, totally. Yeah. Um, I know people that like Godfather because their friends have said they like exactly. Godfather. Exactly. Yeah. If you say to them, "What's your favourite scene?" They go, "Ah, uh, uh, when he when he when he shoots that guy." You're like. You haven't watched it, no. Yeah. It's because they or they quote from Scarface or something. Yeah, because yeah, because people often it's that sort of thing. If you're in a crowd of like five people and three, I don't know, lot, like fucking gangster rap, and you sit there and you're like, well, you and your mate listen to pop music, but like, yeah, I listen to um, Mark Morrison. You like, yes, <laughs> you try and fit in because you want to. You, you want to be like the whole Beatles and Stones thing. People want to have that debate, but yeah, yeah. the one guy that turns around and goes. I don't like either of them. The one that gets me is, you know I'm pretty sort of forgiving for most movies. I'll try and find good in most films that I mm. see. And, you know, I was, even though I didn't particularly like Throwing the Blood, I could see why certain people like it. I could see how he's influenced, you know, future directors and things like that. But the thing that gets me is people know me as a, as a, as a general movie fan. Yeah. And when I turn around and say something like, I don't like French New Wave cinema in general. God can't hard hard film, can you? How, how can that be? Yeah, and that, that yeah. response is exactly why somebody might like, or a group of people would like this. Yeah, because it said, "How are you a film fan if you don't? If you don't like that, because well, you're not dictating to me what I like. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily like. For instance, the one we always go back to with you, Liam, Marvel Universe. Yeah, not everybody's cup of tea, no. but there is no denying what a great. Achievement in you know yeah. production I that mean, whole thing has been you know financially look at, look and look at what Endgame's done in the first week it's broken yeah. every record going exactly billion and whatever it was yeah. and yeah. for me you have to look at 
the whole of it, not just like you know, Kurosawa. Like it might not have been his greatest film. I mean, it is actually highly rated as one of his best films. Yeah, see, I, I do like um, some of his stuff. I like Seven Samurai, but I wouldn't say it's one of my top one hundred movies. No. Almost, you know. And I, I don't care for what it then. If if another director again, he might have copied Shakespeare. That's his choice. And if any other director after that had gone, oh, I was inspired by him, that, fair play. But if Star Wars was inspired by something he'd done, Star Wars was a better film. Yeah, that's fine. And mm. you can't take that. That's like Shakespeare never made a film. He made plays in theatre. And he wrote. He, so at that time, Kurosawa, was, if he was the first two, which he probably wasn't, then yeah, that's going to be a great adaption of it. No, it's not the first adaptation of it yeah, at all. But it's his. Million of them he's, he's been creative with it and, and yeah. done it from a Japanese. Yeah, you know, possibly no theatre style of of looking at it. I, I will not chat and song set like I like films because I like them, and I don't pretend to like things because what's the point? It doesn't get me any brownie points of anyone. But I, I I'd like to actually sit with someone. I'm, I'm grateful that anyone would sit and write that. Yes, but to then just say, well, not Nathaniel's, but other comments we've had of yeah, well, I, not necessarily one of my favourites, but I did like this. Is again, yeah. it kind of shows that. To me, the pretentiousness of why, what, what drew you to that film? Why do you say I like them ones? Like mm. a genuine question. Yeah. Why? Because I can explain to you why I like every film I like, every single one of them. I can yep. explain why. And it might be a different reason for each yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. But if someone can say to me, "Oh, like, well, look at it. Look at look at the art. Fuck, fuck, looking at the art. I can go to an art studio. I studied <laughs> art. I don't like. I love Japanese art. Yeah, but sometimes the cinematography and the direction is what makes a movie. Sometimes yeah, as well. But, but this didn't happen. A lot of people will focus just on story. Mm-hmm. on script on favourite actors you know quite shallow way of looking at certain you know movies and I can certainly see the influence that he's had um, I can't see why he's held up in such high esteem but you think of it is. you think it on the flip side right in, in music especially in the last 10-20 years you'll yeah. get a lot of hits that sample previous tunes some of these samples we've never heard of before Mm -hmm. Uh, one that springs to mind Gold Digger right that was sampled Mm -hmm. off a 1930s 1940s black sort of almost uh, Cotton Club type yeah Cotton Club type music Mm -hmm. that no one's ever heard of yeah right so it's like going back and saying well that person must have been fantastic because they've (laughs) influenced this song now yeah, well done. It, See? No, it is. That's yeah. why you stay quiet so long. You've been thinking. He's <laughs> had three weeks to think. It, about. it is because it's, it's actually the perfect example of it. Mm. How many songs do you listen to? Go, it's fucking ripped off that song from such and such. Yeah. And people say it because they liked that original part. Now, to me, if I was a big fan of Shakespeare Macbeth, I'd go, "What the fuck has this guy decided to make a feel his own yeah. rendition?" Yeah, of? Shakespeare should be. Oh, it shouldn't be touched. It's perfect yeah. the way it is. Yeah. If you're a true fan, if you're a true mm. fan of a movie, you don't want to make a remake of it, do you? Yeah. There's I mean, lots of different arguments yeah. here, and it could go off into a lot of different tangents. I mean, I, I, if, if again, I just would say, um, if anybody actually has a reasoning behind them liking that film, not you actually said on the episode, <laughs> find me someone that likes this film, and I will fight them toe to toe. Fucking would. <laughs> because I don't get so far the responses have been about we haven't had any apart from Nathaniel's have we this is no, the thing so that might prove something that perhaps we're right yeah and even then it's a, a good 
Yeah, he, he, <laughs> but it's not saying yeah. I love this film because. Yeah, it's you, anyone can quote what Shakespeare done, and that he loved Shakespeare, and this guy yeah. copied Shakespeare. That's fine. We can see that. Yeah, but why is this film held in such high esteem? Yeah. Why is he held in such high esteem? That's the bit that gets me. But Nathaniel was quite right towards the end of his email, and he said it's like music. It's all a very personal choice. Yeah, a certain piece of music will hit you in the heart, Paul. Will hit mm. you in the stomach, Liam. Me. Can give a shit about it. It's it's very personal because it evokes certain memories and certain feelings and things that have happened. You know, when you yeah. heard that piece of music for the first time, films can be like that as well. But just to say that you like a movie because you think you ought to, yeah, because you think it's going to make you fit in, yeah, or be looked on as cool or trendy yeah. or something. Or Don't do it, people. That, that is my it. only thing. Mm. If you can actually give a reasoning, quite a deep reason as to why you like films, a certain film. Of any choice, I guarantee you could answer it if someone said, what's your favourite film? And you go, I don't know, uh, Scarface. Mm -hmm. If someone said that and they could tell you the reasons why they love it, yeah. they could tell you so many reasons and they wouldn't stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. If someone could do that with this film, then they are someone that likes it. If that's fine. If they can convince us you know, why they like that's fine. Yeah. Got, you know, and, and it may be something very personal, yeah. Yeah. why they like it. And especially if you are... Uh, Japanese and it, it's got some specific heritage sort of in, in, in your life or it, even yeah. in where you live or something, then, then that's fine Absolutely. but in the western world yeah. it's, it's very difficult to see a reason why that would hit someone in the way that uh, one of our favourites would hit us Yeah, I mean there are Saying that, there are certain Western movies, certain Western directors that I don't get on with, certain actors that, oh, yeah. God, I won't watch that film. Or yeah. Personal choice. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller for you, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother's was Michael York. Uh, yeah, I can see that. One, yeah. A... But just want to point out this is a friendly podcast. We're not film critics. We do not pretend to be film critics. No. We are three blokes sitting around a table on a Saturday afternoon having a few beers talking about a movie. Yeah, these are yeah. our personal yeah. opinions and, and we're allowed to have situation. Yeah. We're allowed to have them. And, and it's nice to find people that disagree. Um, but also at the same time, we'd like to find out why you disagree with what we like. Because yeah. we're going to talk about three movies over the next three episodes. And I think we've got three different opinions on, you know, gradual levels of, of love for all of the three we're going to talk about. You know, a bit indifferent, liked it, loved it, that sort of thing. But then we might find people that, Loved the movie we didn't particularly like, or vice mm. versa. Fine, I'm absolutely fine with other people's opinions. But Do you know what I think is going to happen with some people? Mm -hmm. Is that based on some of the some of my own comments? Yep. I have a feeling that some people will start trying to call me pretentious for some of the films I may like. <laughs> Excellent. Bring it on. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to because I'd have an argument for every single film I like. <laughs> so. <laughs> And plus, I'm fine with being pretentious. Can you honestly say you guys do not like a particular movie or a set of movies because society tells you to? Is there I any movie you think? Thinking Liam and I have both openly said in the past that we don't particularly care for films that are Oscar-bait movies. Yes. But that's not saying that we hate every Oscar winner. No. Yeah, we watched Room mine, recently. Mine which changed, was, didn't it, when I said to you about Three billboards. Um, yeah, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah. Mm. And when we, I realised how many films yeah. I have, we just dislike <laughs> the fact that certain films deliberately are blatantly made. Yeah. made I, mean, just I, I have always awards. been, and I, I think it comes from being a kid, was that 
I was the opposite. If everyone kept going, oh, you have to like this film, or you have to mm. like this song, I wouldn't. Yeah. Which is why I said before, it took me 33 years to realise that I preferred the Beatles to the Stones, because I didn't like either. Mm. Out of spite, because everyone got you go. Like, Oasis or Blur, I was like, the verve. Godfather, <laughs> such an amazing film. Says who? I didn't. I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, I appreciate the film. Mm. I'm not going to turn around and go, "Oh my god, it was the best thing since fucking Bourbon Biscuits," which come before sliced bread, by the way. So that's why you did that. So I used it. Well done, sir. Thank you. Um, <laughs> just in case people are questioning, <laughs> they did. They come out before. Um, but yeah, we'll I, get emails over that now. You know that. You, you can fucking, yeah, being <laughs> pretentious, you're like Bourbon Biscuits because <laughs> he knew that fact. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. I, I, I was always that kid. Everyone loves Game of Thrones now. Like, yeah. Do you know when Breaking Bad came out and you'd watch Breaking Bad? Not until third season, I think. I yeah. I binged one and two and then started watching it. From but and that's the thing. Like you kept saying to me about oh, shit. and I was like, no, I don't want it because then I did. Yeah, I did, and I binged it. I think it was like two or three years after it finished. Yeah, and I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it ended badly, but yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. <laughs> but I did, because, and I probably would do the same with Game of Thrones. I don't like it because all I see oh. is that Game of Thrones fans are pretty much like vegans. They, they, yeah. <laughs> How do you know a Game of Thrones fan? They'll tell you that it's just been on. Yeah. But it's, I'll probably binge it in a year or two's time once it's all finished. And love it. And I'll love yeah. it. Yeah. I say, I, I've got nothing against the film, the Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And I hate the fact that it is everywhere at the moment and it's rammed down your throat. Oh, why you don't you watch it? And I'm like, mm. I, because it's so popular, I don't want to watch it now. Yeah. I'll watch it, like Liam said, probably sometime in the future. And then give my opinion. Yeah. I'm not saying it's shit or overhyped. I've never seen it, so I can't comment. But. Do you know what I don't like? I mean, I don't think you guys have watched Line of Duty, the TV show. The cop no, thing. I've, it's, it's the English one. Yeah, it's very, started, yeah, very well, popular at yeah, the moment. Yeah, season five at the moment. I started studio. watching it, binged one to four last year. Mm. So five, the last episode, as a point of recording now, is on tomorrow night. I'm dreading Monday morning for the spoilers. <laughs> because it always ends on a twist or yeah, some yeah. sort of revelation. So I'm going to have to spend the next two days now binge-watching the first four or five episodes of this season just to avoid bastard spoilers. See, on, on, on the spoilers mm. thing, I was actually having a conversation with my mate on Twitter the other day mm. like, because um, I went to see Endgame like midnight yes. as a geek I am yeah. um, and because I'm pretentious. But, um, <laughs> or a sex offender and a sex yeah and apparently <laughs> apparently if you go and watch Marvel films at midnight you're a sex offender yeah. because that work gets thrown about a lot by over pretentious cocks um, but spoilers yeah yeah sorry um, I, I'm not because there was this American football player LeSean McCoy mm. who purposely he's got 150 or something thousand followers yeah. purposely ruined the film from purposely oh, went out okay. to do it but I, I was saying to my mate that I'm not so fussed by spoilers, purely mm. because I think, I don't know, for example, and I've not watched Line of Just, so I, watched, I started a bit yeah. um, as you go, but I don't know, the main lead character could die. I could tell you everything that happened. Is this mm-hmm. the one and, with H in? Or, yes. Yeah. But I could tell you that, and you could think, oh, fuck. Mm. But in your head, because when I watched Sons of Anarchy, I, I, I again, I didn't watch it when it came out. I yeah, waited till afterwards, right, binged yeah. it all. I was actually looking on my phone at when such and such character dies. <laughs> Didn't take nothing away from that moment I was in. Mm-hmm. Really? Because okay. I got sucked into what I was okay. watching. Like, but especially if you're binging it. I mean, I know mm. obviously season five, you're not proud to, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's four episodes I've got to watch tomorrow. Yeah. Pretty much but I think sometimes if someone could say to you, oh, what is, what's the name dies in this episode? You'd be like, oh, fuck you. You sit and watch it and you kind of forget that someone's told you that. Yeah. And it's, you get immersed yeah. in that situation. Yeah. I, I'm like that. I've done that with series of 
binge watch something that's like 10 series long. And on series three, I'm Googling when someone gets married or when someone's yeah. going to die. Oh, and yeah, it doesn't spoil it for you. Yeah. You, you sort it of leads know. that anticipation yeah. as well. Like, I can't make this cock to die. I know he's going <laughs> to die. When's he going to fucking die? But and it leads actually, that sometimes. Actually purposely doing it. Oh, yeah, I don't a, agree with it. It's stupid, yeah. isn't it? Like, and there has been lots with so many films, so many TV shows. Simon Mayo, he done it for um, Sixth Sense. Yes. Only about a month after it was yeah. out of the cinema. Quite funny. And again, like something like that, Sixth Sense, for example, I think is a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching it as a kid, and I've watched it plenty of times after that. So it's like when they say about spoiling, you're like, I've yeah. only watched it the ones because of the twist. Yeah. See, that's the thing for me, but that, it's like your favourite film, any one of them, a pick, uh, A Wonderful Life. Yeah. You know exactly how that plays out, exactly how it's, yeah. you'll still watch it every year. And that's the thing, because you kind of think, <laughs> don't fucking matter, I know what yeah. happens. But you get drawn into that film and you forget that you're like, oh, here we go. You start getting excited well, I do about get it, But also, we were talking about The Wicker Man on Real Britannia a couple mm. of weeks ago. And I've seen that half a dozen times. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I see something different in it. Yeah. Or I watch it on a different level. It's, it gets me at a different point. Or yeah. I find myself thinking, do you know what? I've seen this film so many times, I don't remember that. Yeah. Or... I remember it differently. It's like you look at them through different eyes the yeah. more times you keep watching. Yeah, and also strange, watching something like that, which you would have watched probably in your 20s. When you uh, first... Well, the first time I saw it was in the early teens. Yeah. You know, so... and, and now watching it in your 50s. Again, conversation we had, Stephen's big thing on Real Britannia was that if you watched a film before you were 16, you haven't really watched a film. No. No. So we go back now as adults, and especially when we're doing shit like this as a podcast, we're doing it a bit more critically as well. Not yeah. necessarily just to watch a film because we're going to enjoy it. It's because we have to talk about it. Yeah. You see a film completely differently. You do, oh, yeah. Mm. You, you you are very much more analytical whilst watching. Yeah. So where, where something's funny and it might have made your belly laugh the first time, you'll give it a little smile this time and think, well, no, that's actually a bit cheesy or... Well, yeah. Obviously, that, that whole, I mean, as you say, that if you watch it, like pre adulthood, yeah, yeah, that yeah, and and I do agree, but for me, because I agree so much, if I watch any film that I watched before I was an adult, mm-hmm. I still try and put my mind into like a young mind because there's films that like Space Jam. I'm not saying necessarily kids' movies, I mean, no, no, but I mean, like for me, I watch Space Jam and I still watch it now, yeah, but it really isn't a good film, we, we know that, <laughs> but we, I love it. And that's why I love it because of when it came out and I sit there and I watch it and go, oh, I remember this when I was... Listeners, please lying. go back to episode eight or whatever it was yeah. when it very first appeared, you know, 130 episodes ago to but defend Space Jam. Lion King as well. Lion King's my favourite Disney film. And Does it still hold up? Yeah. Uh, I think it does because it's an animation. I think we said so, that when we yeah. reviewed it, didn't but, we? And that's the coming Sometimes you stay in that younger mindset. I'm like, yeah. oh, I because it's like you said, it, sometimes, like with music films, it takes you into that certain point of your life and you go, oh, I remember seeing this when I was a little kid. Yeah. So that, that's why. But yeah, I, Nightmare on Elm Street, I loved that as a kid. Mm. Watched it as an adult, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. That is a comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I watched films, I was too young to watch classic movies. Yeah. I, you know, I was watching the Maltese Falcon yeah. and Hitchcock movies and at 12, 13 yeah. years old, knowing oh, they were yeah, classics because yeah. it's like, yeah, because th- that was when my love for movies started. All right, right, I've got to watch Casablanca when it comes on, because t- back then it was, you had to wait for him to come mm. on telly, you know. And, and I'm watching, I'm thinking, yeah, this is great, this is great, but didn't fully appreciate it until I've sort of learned, as I've got older, some of the background and yeah. some of how yeah. it was made, and more about Humphrey Bogart and more about Ingrid Bergman or whatever. I, I do think 
even now, you'd be hard pushed to remember a film that you watched and loved prior to sort of your 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Because, as you say, you're seeing them with children's eyes. You're, yeah. you're watching children's you're films. You're watching Disney movies. You're yeah. watching cartoons. I mean, the first... I still won't fucking watch Walk Shit Down. <laughs> that was too adult for me. <laughs> the first film I can remember actually sort of falling in love with was uh, Back to the Future. And that would be when I was 15, It I would think. have been about 84, so you'd be yeah, younger, 14, possibly. Yeah, 14, yeah. Um, But prior to that, I, if you said, how oh, have you seen the film back then? I'd like, oh, would like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't stuck with me. Yeah. There is, uh, when you think of like, yeah, adult films that you've watched when you was young. Yeah. I mean, it is hard pushing me to try and think of them films because... Yeah. Oh, Greece would have been one because that was hammered home in the late 70s, 70s yeah. early yeah, 80s. Yeah. Again, I, I think, I know it's like teens that, but I always thought it was a children's film, which was weird. Yeah, it, well, musicals always go towards the... It's, I can't think of any like Star Wars, I suppose. That, that you'd have seen pre No, because even, even Star Wars wasn't adult for me. It was yeah. think, adventurous. It was like sci-fi. for the three of us, an adult... Not an adult movie. But, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. oh, I've seen plenty of them, preteen. <laughs> a gr- a grown-ups movie. <laughs> My preteen. My preteen. <laughs> I've not seen plenty of them films, preteen. <laughs> Scratch that up. <laughs> God's sake, Paul, why do you always have to say that? Oh, no. A grown-ups movie, like, say we were 15, whatever. It was something that the adults were watching. It would be on in the background and we wouldn't really be paying that much yeah, attention no. to it. We'd recognise there'd be Robert Redford in it or Paul Newman or whatever, but it wouldn't be one that we'd have sat down and watched from start to finish. Clockwork Orange, just thinking of it. Wow, I remember, um, that's yeah. a heavy one. Yeah, my mum didn't love me. Um, <laughs> I, I I was 14 and in English, like we could pick a book. And I just yeah. remember my mum had this book on the shelf, bright orange yeah. case in that, had the little dictionary in the back. Of, so it's just yeah, the words. thingy speak, yeah, whatever um, it was. Yeah. So then I remember I was like, oh, watch it. And my mum was like, well, me and your auntie, when this came out, it like everyone just freaking out, and I was like, Oh, and I remember watching it, and I was like, Why would anybody freak out? What's going on? They're holding a man's eyes open. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> I didn't understand the book, I didn't understand the film. But as an adult, I can go back and go, I still don't know what's what going on. This yeah. is fucked up in the head. Again, another film that I don't rate to it, a lot of people. Oh, it would never be in my top 100. No, but um, it, it's I've very got, unusual. Yeah. That's all you can really I've say. I've only got a couple of Cuban movies. It was just like, what the fuck? There's only a couple of Kubrick movies that I actually really do like. And again, he's another one that's held up there with Kurosawa. I haven't yeah. seen Eyes Wide Shut yet. Again, that was the last one he did. Yeah. Spielberg finished it because he died halfway through production. It's okay. Yeah. I think I only know a few of his. 2001, Shining. Full Metal Jacket, the big ones you know. Full Metal Jacket, yeah. But then going back, you've got Spartacus, Lolita. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus, and so is my wife. Want to talk Slapshot? Let's play the trailer. What the fuck you call a Slapshot? (laughs) Want to talk Slapshot? Sorry, Paul did a really good link there. Do that again, Paul. (laughs) I've lost it now. Let's play the trailer. Thank you. I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. Go get him, killer! It's wild. It's outrageous. It's outrageously funny. Paul Newman, Coach Reggie Dunlop in this supercharged world of hockey, invites you to meet the crazies who make it that way. The Players, Murderer's Row. 
lives. The fans. The managers. We're losing! Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Who are these guys? They brought their toys with them! And hustling them all, Paul Newman. Oh, you are very clever. Leave him. My wife left me. I was driving her crazy. Get out! You can't make him win. You're a losing coach. Okay, guys, show us what you got. <laughs> Behind the comedy, the sex, the wild excitement. This is the absorbing story of one man fighting to hang on in a world gone absurd. <laughs> never been a film like Slapshot. There may never be another. Okay, that's the trailer for Slapshot. Before we go into our review, do you guys want to play a game? Oh. We'll take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we both said all. He smoked and I drank at the same time. So it's like, ooh. <laughs> Shall we play a game? Okay, ten questions. Based on the movie. Just to see how much... We paid attention. Paid attention. <laughs> oh, well, we should have watched it, shouldn't we? <laughs> just, just I rented the film and turned my Facebook off. I didn't know that. Do actually. heads or tails, flip a coin, see who wants to go first, guys. Look at my coin. Hang on, which side's heads and which side's tails? This is a label. Because <laughs> we use a bottle top, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, none of us have got peasants. any money on us. It's imprinted. Paul, would you like to go white, first or it? second? Uh, I'll go first. First. No, it's not right. Paul. What is the name of the real team of the Charleston Chiefs are based on? Wasn't mentioned in the film. I'm just wondering if you had well, done any f- little research or anything because it's quite a famous story. Um, Charleston Cardinals. Charleston Cardinals. Liam, do you want to steal it for a point? Washington Redskins. No, it's the Johnstown Jets, a minor league team in Pennsylvania. Oh, then. Then. Yeah. Okay. Liam, the two points. Sorry, she said Washington and Chiefs. That was fucking American football, wasn't it? You said Washington Redskins. What, yeah, Redskins, yeah. yeah. Was American football. <laughs> what song plays over the opening credits? Oh! I was singing along to that. I haven't got a clue. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, this is the thing. This is why I'm doing it. This is just, just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. Paul, do you want to steal it for a point? I'd love to. But no. You're going to kick yourself. The National Anthem. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. Because the credits come up in the stars, yeah, on the yeah. stars and stripes. I don't think you're going to get this unless you remember names, Liam. Which player... This one. Paul, sorry. Which player is being interviewed in the first scene of the movie? Even if you can't remember his name, you can give me what position he played. Goalie. It was fucking obvious. The moment you said... <laughs> they, no, I knew. It was the... He's uh, the French-Canadian goalie. Yeah. He is, Denis Lemieux. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. literally, as soon as you said position, because yeah. his face was like... Yeah. I'll give him a position. I'll give him a point because I gave him a clue. He can have one point for that. Name another position. Like the actual title. 
winger. Exactly. I don't know either. <laughs> Goalie's all I want to get. A uh, striker? Slapshotter. Oh, this, this one I'm going to save till last because I don't think this one's a very fair question. Right. Nancy Dowd wrote the screenplay. Her brother appears in the movie as which character? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, fuck. I was looking at the cast list for this because of the interesting thing about the three brothers. Um, yeah. And it's not one of the Hansons. That would be No, I know it's not them yeah. because I know their surnames. Um, fuck, I'm going to hazard a guess at Killer. I can't think of your name, but he's one who wants to be Killer and starts listening he to that. Like, call me Killer, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's the manager of the club, the older guy. It's Ogie Oglethorpe. Um, oh! Ogie Oglethorpe. He was played by Ned Dowd. Hmm. He was in it for a split second yeah. at the end. What was the name of the character played by Paul Newman? I was going to say I'll accept just the surname but I'll accept the first name Reg now you've got to picture his shirt because he'll have his name on the back yeah <laughs> did we give him a no it doesn't begin did we give him a D Reg Durham no I can't remember the surname you're so close Durham what's the surname I really want to give it to you it's Reg Dunlop oh fuck <laughs> sake that's it <laughs> that's, yeah got to give him a point for that Paul no no Liam <laughs> It's because we're answering our uh, uh, yeah, his, each other's yeah. question. What role did Paul Newman play in the movie? What was he? What was his position? Not necessarily position. Coach. A little bit more than coach. Playing coach. Playing coach, two points. I was thinking man coach. <laughs> Older man coach. Paul, where did the Hanson brothers play before joining the Dunlop oh, team? shit. Cincinnati, I don't know. Okay. I'll give you a bit more information. I need to know what league they played in. There's a specific league. Western, West Coast League. West Coast League. Oh, Western, Western Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, steal it for the point. Because uh, they was drafted, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I know, minor league. <sighs> Something like it's the Iron League. That's it. It's the Iron League. Oh, I fucking hate it. Because as soon as someone says it, you're like, oh, I fucking... <laughs> okay. Liam's going to get this one. What did the Hanson brothers do before every game? Drink Coca-Cola. Oh. Pray. Fight. Masturbate. Play the toy cars. Oh, they were chanting, weren't they? they were That's what they kept repeating, yeah. what the coach was saying. Doing a mantra sort of thing. There is a specific line they say about every game. They put on the foil. Oh. What are you guys doing? Putting on the foil every game. Want some? No? Okay. Oh, I remember them doing that. I didn't yeah. remember them saying it every yeah. game. Paul, I'll give you multiple choice for this one. Which actor did not appear in Slapshot? Was it Strother Martin, Jack Warden or M. Emmett Walsh? Which of those three actors did not appear in the movie? Strother Martin, Jack Warden, M. Emmett Walsh. M. Emmett Walsh. Was in the movie. Liam, Strother Martin or Jack Warden? For Martin. It was Jack Warden. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my first inkling was that one, and I was yeah. like, what's the first one again? <laughs> Liam, what year was Slapshot released? 
Who directed the movie? No idea. Uh, something Dow, N Dow, Natalie Dow. That was a screenwriter. Oh, she's a cunt. <laughs> Nancy was the screenwriter. No, oh, Nancy should have directed it then. I thought it was a woman. I'm sure I've heard a woman's yeah. name. David Hasselhoff. George Roy Hill. What team did the Hanson brothers, Dunlop and Braden, and the rest of the team in Slapshot play for? Chiefs. Charleston Right, I'm throwing in some easy ones to try and get some points here. Paul, Dunlop made up the news that the team would be traded to get the team to play oh. better. Where was the destination, Dunlop said, was of interest? Florida. It was Florida. You're on three points each. Right, I'll do like a closest guess. Yeah. Closest answer will win the quiz this week. Out of 10, what is the rating on IMDb? 5.7. Paul. 6.2. Incredibly, it's 7.4. Liam wins. Well done, sir. Well done. Ah, you mug. <laughs> 7.4. Yeah. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez. Okay, guys, so that's Slapshot. It's a 1977 American sports comedy film directed by George Roy Hill, written by Nancy Dowd, starring Paul Newman, Michael Altkeen. It depicts a minor league hockey team that resorts to violent play to gain popularity in a declining factory town. Dowd based most of her script, much of her script, as well as several of the characters on her brother Ned Dowd's playing experiences on 1970s minor league hockey teams. The film received mixed reviews upon release, was only moderately successful at the box office. First time watch for Liam. It was himself and Paul have probably seen it a couple of times. Yeah, I remember watching it quite a bit when I was uh, probably young teenager, sort of yeah. that era. My movie roulette choice was a sports movie from the fifties to two thousand. Mm-hmm. What else could I have picked? We could have had Rocky. We could have had Mean Machine. Mean Machine. We could have, yeah, you know, Rocky One, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Rocky Five. We could have had Sea Biscuit, Escape to Victory. We could have had (coughs) anything apart from this film. (laughs) Mighty Ducks, exactly. National film. National. Anything, you know. There's so many sports movies. So why did you choose this one? I'm glad you asked me that because I need to to verify this now to validate it. I remember it being a lot better than it was on this viewing. Hmm. Paul and I, similar age, we probably watched it as teenagers. It was on ITV quite a lot mm-hmm. back then. It was one of their fillers for sort of 10 o'clock onwards. Sort yeah, of thing. and it was always shown after sort of 9, 10 o'clock because yeah. back then, supposedly, it was a bit violent, a bit sweary. Yeah, or had tits in it. Had tits in it. And as, as a teenager, you're watching this thinking, great movie, you know, it's, it's an... An adult, we keep saying adult film. It's a grown-ups movie, you know. For me now, as a 50-year-old, it hasn't stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Liam's a first-time watch. Got nowhere near the test of time for you, let alone standing the whole time. No. So, is it? Yeah, so it's, it's the first time. I. It took a little bit to even... For me, there was... It didn't feel like there was any story to cling on to. Okay. But I did... But, I mean, I, I, the only reason I love watching hockey is because like, they get to fight 
Um, mm. But it, it was when then, like the triplet, not the triplet, the three brothers, fuck, you know, when they just lost their shit, I was like, <laughs> nice. I didn't even care. I, I, still, I didn't know what the story was, and I still didn't understand if there was. No, the hockey scenes and the you know and the fight yeah. scenes stand up. It's the bits yeah. in between. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it didn't feel like there was bits in between that mattered. For, for me, it took an awful long time for any kind of story to appear. In the movie, the first sort of half hour, it was just sort of stumbling along. It was like the, the town's dying because the mine's yeah, closing, and, and then you think, "Why is that relevant?" And it's, it's yeah, because they thought that the team was without the miners there, and they will be able to that was it. And, and, but for me, having seen the film previously as a kid, I don't remember any of that. No. I just remember the fights on the Hanson brothers. You know, in my mind, were legends. And only two of them were real brothers. Actually, because the third, there is a third handsome brother that couldn't actually appear in the movie. Well, third, well the third. real brothers are Coulson's. At, yeah, there's one another Coulson brother. actually a Hanson, yeah. wasn't it? One yeah, of them's the one that wasn't. Is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other two are Coulson, and their real names were Steve Coulson, and I think Jack Coulson. Something Coulson. like that, but there's another Coulson brother that's also yeah. a hockey player that couldn't play, so they got in a guy called Hanson yeah. to play the other handsome brother. It's really confusing. Um, but you could tell that they could actually skate, though. Oh god! When they come to shoot out of the ice, they, yeah. they, it's like any NHL player. They was just fucking bolting. The rest you could see were like actors, just you know, yeah. we're going to teach you to skate a bit, act yeah. out. Feel. These guys got on it. You think, yeah, I wouldn't even want to act if they was going to go full pelt into the side of you because it's going to fucking hurt. Yeah, I do. I do like that. That's the thing. I don't. I wouldn't. I know it's your film, Scott. Sorry, I'm just carrying on talking now. You carry on, sir. But I don't. I thought I was going to think this film was shit. Hmm. But I, I don't think it's a shit film. It's, uh, no, it's so no, light-hearted, mm. even with the violence, and you get to see some like 70s boobies, which are always great. Not 70-year-old boobies, because that's <laughs> bad. But it's and you can kind of see that um Reg Dunlop, Paul Newman's character, is that like, do you know what he's, he's gonna try and get with any woman he can that has a any remote connection to somebody playing the team he's playing <laughs> against, which you don't kind of realise at first when he's with this woman in bed and like He's doing it to fucking get people angry. Yeah. So they fuck up. And you're like, that's genius. Yeah. I'll do that now. I would have gone to Bournemouth players today instead of getting sent off. We're not saying it's a bad film. We're just saying from, from my point of view and Paul's point of view, I think it's not the film we remembered. No, no. I, I think as a teenager watching it, hmm. it was funnier. Yes. Um, yeah, obviously as a teenager, the tits in it. But <laughs> I always remember... teenager, he loves the tits now. <laughs> I always remember the, the scene that sticks in my head yep. is when all the opposing team are leaning over and he goes down with the stick and hits them all the on faces, the head. Yeah, yeah. And that's like half a second long, yeah. not as violent as I remember it, yeah. and yet that's the thing that stuck in my mind. And yeah. I, it's yeah, it's, it's strange. Fun. Watching it back, I was just like, oh, was that it? I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's bizarre because... It was one of those films that we would go and watch, and it, we'd talk about it in the playground. Or do you might see Slapshot last night? You see, and I remember it being more violent, more blood. Yeah, which there wasn't, you know. Um, but we're saying it's not a bad movie. I mean, Liam actually, I think Liam quite enjoyed it to a certain degree by the sound of it. Yeah, uh, take away because literally, I'd say halfway through, Paul finished working, he dropped off a parcel for me. And at that point, I, I really didn't care. But then after that. Yeah, I kind of but just enjoyed the fight. I actually yeah. said to you, had the twins, yeah. uh, the triplets started fighting, yeah. brothers, sorry, <laughs> brothers started fighting yet, and he said no, and I went, well, that's 
when it starts when it to starts, get a little bit yeah. more entertaining. So I thought that they was going to be fucking mental because of how back then it would have been fine to say retarded they mm. were acting and that that sort of like playing their toy cards like these are people that are just going to lose their shit lose their shit yeah. and lose their shit they did look how excited they got when they got arrested yeah, yeah. <laughs> so god there's six of them out there for us <laughs> and it's it just it's bits like that that you kind of thought that um like when you look at like your mean machines and stuff yeah it's mean machine isn't actually that good a film either but it's we're talking the original. We're talking about any of the Burt Reynolds. I've seen all of them, and they're not as I quite like the remake of that. So I haven't seen the remake again with the original. Well, I like the remake because in the Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. Yes, not the Mean Machine, the English one. Oh, I quite like that with Vinnie Jones and Jason Statham. But with the original, the Longest Yard. Yeah. I remember that being more violent watching it as a kid, and then you watch it this time round when Adam Sandler was in the well in the Longest Yard, which is the baseball one remake. No, that's American football. It's remake of the American football one. The British yeah, version yeah. is soccer. Yeah, yeah. But the original, original Longest Yard is Burt Reynolds. Yes, yeah. so Richard Kill Jaws is in yeah. as well. Yeah, the player. I remember. Burt Reynolds yeah. then appears in Adam Sandler's. He does. Yeah, you go. But I remember that being more violent and more sweary. Yeah, yeah. Watching it as a teenager, it, always associate these two films together. Yeah, right? but I suppose back then it was. As violent as what we're used to now, isn't it? it this was an X certificate. Yeah. It, but that's the thing, though. When you look back at films, you think the fact that Clockwork Orange was banned, um, Exorcist made people pass out in the cinema. Monty Python weren't even allowed in... So, it's only just been allowed in fucking Ireland because it was banned in so many places. But yet, you look now, we're so accustomed to seeing shit happening just on the news, not even in films, that kind of thing. That's nothing. That's yeah. nothing. You can watch a film where people get shot up and murdered and you think, yeah. nice. So you go back and you're like, oh, maybe this wasn't that bad. Look at Scream. Scream, when that first came out, everyone was like, oh my God. You're like, Not that many people get butchered up. Hardly anything. You see a little bit of blood. Yeah, yeah. you can see hardly anything, do you? I think that's the thing. It's just, like as Paul said, you kind of, you see so much more now that you don't think of it. But mm. for a hockey film, that is as more violent than hockey actually is. Mm. Which, uh, I think that's why that part was good because it is... Same as, like I said, the longest yard and Moon Machine. The violence part are as good as what could be got away with realistically then. Yeah. And if you turn around and it's like, oh, look, they're stamping on the blades. You'd be like, yeah. Oh, if you'd have tried to bring that movie out in the 50s, yeah, it would never have been made because it would have been way too violent for 50s audiences. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying Try to remake it now. Look it now. Yeah. They, mm. you'd, you could have someone stamping someone's head with a blade. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> coming off in it. Yeah. Paul Newman's favourite movie out of all the films he done. Really? He had the most fun. I suppose, yeah, I suppose it was fun yeah. to make, yeah. But do you know who was originally slated for that role? Robert Reynolds. Robert Reynolds? Robert Reynolds, oh. Redford, do you mean? Well, no. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds? Al Pacino. What? And when the director asked him, can you skate, he thought he was taking the piss and he said, no, you're all right, mate, I don't want the job. Al <laughs> <laughs> Pacino. I cannot imagine that at all. No. But he does like violence and he does like having a laugh. But I can see why Paul Newman says this is probably his favourite movie. Oh, yeah, you can imagine there was a proper giggle. And they're all drinking all the time as well. Yeah. So I, mean, I love the fact they're drinking before the game, like in the changing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and the very start, the, the uh, opposition guy comes out and says, Oh, I, I'm so, so, so smashed. I'm going to piss myself and into the wall. You're like, I keep telling the coach that I'm smashed. He keeps blaming me. <laughs> 
it wasn't there on bits like that, you just kind of think. Nice. It, but when you say like Paul Newman's favourite film to be shocked is, I think if you were to ask any actor their favourite film, they're not going to come out with some fancy pants, poncy shit. Mm. They're going to turn around and go like... Yeah, not the one they won the Oscar yeah, for. No, like, like for example, it's just coming to mind because I follow him on Instagram, but The Rock and Kevin Hart in Jumanji. Yeah. It's such a tongue-in-cheek film, but them two love it because they have so much fun making yeah, it. Exactly. That's Whereas right. a serious film is going to be like, we have to be serious the whole time. We don't have much downtime. Like Central Intelligence that yeah. those two done. That they were tweeting clips from it all the way through filming and they were just t- ripping the shit out of each other. Yeah. That's the thing. People enjoy more like what they're doing if it's funny than I suppose if they're serious. It should be a good movie because the director worked with Paul Newman on at least two other movies. Butch Cassidy from the nice. Sundance Kid and The Sting is the same director. Again, I suppose they're, they're not competitive. Sting, I can't really remember mm. much about. I know it had the tune The Entertainer from it. Won the best picture at the Oscars, even though that doesn't hold much sway with you two. Yeah. Um, but he's got some pedigree, George Roy Hill. Was it George yeah. Roy Hill? Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'd like to just take away the Oscar thing mm. with regards to my name. Okay. I used to. Yeah. There we I go. haven't done for quite a while now. Okay. I, I just like a film for a film. I just used mm. to stray away from them when we first started doing yeah. the podcast. But, yeah. but now you've learned that there might be some Oscar worthy movies that are worth watching. Yeah. yeah. Now I start to just watch oh, films because yeah. I want to fucking watch a film. Because, well, I, I don't know, sometimes I get a bit pretentious about that. <laughs> I need to ask you two a question because I didn't spot this. Okay, Scott, I will. Because I don't think this actually happened and I can't find any pictorial evidence on the internet. Charlie Watts, the Rolling Stones drummer, appears in a scene at the hotel at the beginning. Worst thing to ask me. I, I know I love jogging, but I don't know who he is. No. Oh, um, right, okay. I really I don't know. I I'd, I'd recognise him now. I don't know if I'd recognise him. He looks him like in he did back then with darker oh, hair. Right, okay. um, um, but I looked no, to try I, and find. I, I didn't go back and watch the film, but I thought, oh, let me just Google, Google images, and there's nothing, um, like a little snap of him or anything. But it's on one of the sort of trivia items on IMDb that Charlie Watts. Appears at the beginning of the movie for some reason. Mm. Nothing comes up when you. No. Nothing whatsoever. You literally type in the two, comes up pictures from Slapshot. Yeah. And then pictures of him, but not. In that movie. No. Didn't think so. So if he did, it could be something that they just accredited him for, but not. I don't know. Something you don't care for. Do you know, like when you've got. Nowadays, with Daniel Craig playing a stormtrooper in Star Wars, yeah, didn't yeah. really care. He wanted to be able to do that, yeah. so he didn't get mentioned anywhere. Yeah, they were filming in the studio next door, weren't they? Something like that, wasn't yeah. it? He said, and they just, yeah, it was that one particular scene, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, and no mm. one's going to know that apart from him and the people on the film yeah. because it's his <laughs> voice. You could hear it's his voice at that bit. Yeah, <sighs> I haven't really got a great deal to say about this because I, th- I think g- the general feeling for me is disappointment that it wasn't as good as I remember it being. Mm. I still enjoyed it, but I think I found the bits in between the hockey scenes dragged a wee bit. Yeah, it was. How long was it? It was almost two hours. Near wasn't enough, it? I think. And it it really didn't need to be. I, no. I think that would have been your typical ninety minute film nowadays of just and trying to fit a few laughs and a bit of violence. And in. what was the plot? You know, this is the yeah, other thing as well. Was... The bits in between the hockey scenes seemed to be padding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, it's like they was, and, and the fact that they won the game at the end because he kicked out the other team. Yes, the one by default, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, that's a bit of a 
poor ending as well. Yeah. See, but then I, I like that because I hate them films where it's like, oh, look, they end up sneaking a win. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> it was going to happen. And I like the fact that the team still folded, but that they all got picked because they were like goons. So yeah. they all got picked for different teams to go around the country because they were goons. And it's like, uh, I see that part of it is, as you say, the padding, if you break it down, but it is like, they're all worried that like, we're a dead-end team, we ain't going anywhere. They find this new lease of life for where it's, you know what, these three brothers that are your typical ice hockey goons are going to, like they thought it was too much, but it turned out everyone loved it, brought the town back together, and then it was like, fucking hell, everyone loved it. They then got drafted to wherever they wanted to go afterwards and happy ending, fuck it. Mm. I think in that sense, from like, the first time watch, it could have been a lot fucking worse. Yeah, It could have been a hell of a lot worse. I can appreciate how that would have felt a lot more amusing and a lot more entertaining at more the time. More edgy as well, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Which is how I remember it. Yeah. But as we found out, you know, on other movies we've, we've reviewed on the show, time plays tricks on your brain a few times, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it I, I think does. we've often said that the films that are made and set in different times to when they were filmed. Can be timeless. Yeah. Yeah. Things like Stand By Me, which was set like 50s. 50s well, they don't age because yeah. you're talking about an era that's already in the past. Fully agree, mate. Or something like a, a Dickens adaptation. Or in the future. Or, yeah. Or, Back to the future. Or, yeah, or a yeah. war film or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Apart from Back to the Future, unfortunately, now... We're, we're, going, we're, we're past <laughs> what was Back to the Future we too. Blame <laughs> fucking humans. Yeah. Uh, we could have done so much more. We just got self-lacing trainers right now. I saw that. Yeah. So yeah, fuck but, it. I mean, um, Terminators. I mean, when did they go to? It was like 2020, 2030, wasn't it? Oh, I can't Some remember points. when it was. We're yeah. gonna soon be judgment in, into those years. Yeah. Well, they've got robots in Japan. Well, it's that are supposed to be some dark dystopian future. But then you go back and you watch a sci-fi movie from the 60s or whatever. It's yeah. like this already, you know, it happened in 90... Look, Blade Runner was last year, wasn't it? I yeah. think because of the setting for Blade Runner. So it's going to happen. But this is a 70s movie. It's a typical 70s movie. It's a typical 70s American sports movie. Yeah. It was okay. Pardon me. Just a little bit disappointed. Yeah. In my, my memory has just sort of let me down a wee bit, I think. But it's your age, don't, don't you feel with that, though, is that sometimes you, you because you're watching, again, you know, because you have to watch the film mm. again. You could have not bothered watching it and gone by what you remember. And this could be like, but I'll put, you watch it and then you sit there and you think, I'm watching it because I'm doing it for the podcast. We have to watch this. That's, that's the reason why I probably didn't enjoy the first lot. I'm like, I have to watch this. And then I again, I also picked this because, like, when the roulette wheel came to sports movie, I sort of didn't take me too long to think of what I wanted mm. to go for, and it was mainly because do you know what? I want to watch it. That was the reason yeah. why I mm. wanted to watch it. I think sometimes um, you can do things like this, and you can ruin films that you actually enjoyed. Something, some films are best best left when yeah, you last watch them because Italian job. You have yeah, that. a perfect example. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. You, you, like you can joke about things, but mm. it's it genuinely is films that. You, as you said at the beginning, films that make you remember certain times of your life, you can completely ruin that time of your life because you've just gone, I watched it back and that film is crap. Well, not crap, sorry, it's not so great. That That's always my worry with films that mm. I loved when I was a kid or yeah. a teen, of doing them now and then thinking, 
oh shit yeah and yes we grow up but we liked that film for a reason when we was that age yeah and that's what sometimes think uh, sometimes they're best left best left whatever but then again, your young mind on the flip side sometimes there are films we watched 20 30 40 years ago that we will still keep watching and yeah. still keep loving. Yeah. yeah i mean would you have ever thought that back then that such it would be a film that you'd love to watch you like which you know you can watch Star Wars like three, four, mm. five. Same year, four, isn't it? Star six. Wars as well. It's only yeah. seventies. But they have such an impact that you just sort of around the era of staying alive, night fever. It's more night fever. for me. It's not like when they come out. It's what they were when they come out. Like a so film that you think is, of as a kid that's quite lighthearted, hearted Yeah, it's fine. Slapshot. I probably watched as a young teenager. Yeah. Mm. First screening on British TV in the early eighties yeah. or something. And again, like that. we'd have been watching it as. A young teenager watching a film that was an 18. Yeah, but so again, it's not that that I'm getting at. It's mm. you watch that when you was younger, and it's quite a light sort of film, it's just an mm. easy going film that you can yeah. enjoy. Star Wars came out at the same sort of time as a film that no one had ever seen. Mm. It was nothing like so you kind of then got sucked into it, mm. and that moment it then made people go, This is gonna last forever, and that's why some films do. Whereas, like, I can look at for me, my that Space Jam is that. It's, I watched it as a kid. I absolutely fucking loved the film. Mm. It really isn't that good when I had to go back and watch it. <laughs> and I'm fucking pissed off that I had to watch it. Because it fucks yeah. up part of your childhood. You yeah. go, I loved that for that reason. And now because everyone else wants to like dig at the film, and then you actually mm. see the reasons it isn't that great. You're like, oh, and it has nothing to do with like the year it came out or what rating the film is, age rating. It's, it's the just, age you watched it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the thing I'm saying is that it, the films like that, you can tell a type of film that you could watch Right now, like you know, for a wonderful life, amazing film. I love mm. it. I didn't watch it until like pretty much when you start saying about it. Mm. I love that film. I wasn't alive when it fucking first came out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't alive after how old's that film now? Cool, 1946. Yeah, I wasn't even alive after 50 years of that film. Enough. <laughs> but <clears throat> sorry, actually, no, I was 40 years. But it's that's the sort of film where you know will last that's like cause the meaning behind it. A film like Slapshot. Is that feel good thing at that moment? Like, fuck yeah, violence, people. It's yeah. not going to stick with you forever. No, and I'm interested to know now, Paul, if we'd have watched this for the first time, like, say we'd never seen it as teenagers, yeah. and I've picked it today. Oh, there's this film, 77, we both haven't seen called Slapshot. It's getting great reviews. Yeah, I'd be very much of the same opinion as Liam. As Liam, as, as the fact that it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> humorous to a degree. Um, the, the story, as we both just openly said it's lacking in a proper story yeah um and perhaps it is just the sports bits that we remember yeah. as kids because i don't remember any of them bits in between at all no and that's why because as you said you chose it because it's a sports film yeah. you didn't choose it because there's a plot to it that you care for yeah and, and that's exactly it i mean yeah. if you had chose a rocky film then there's that build up but again rocky's fucking amazing because mm-hmm. of the training in the fight scenes yeah nobody gives a shit that Rocky won he was bouncing the ball do you know what no I, I think Rocky yeah. again best picture winner 76 oh I, I, trust me I'm not taking away no. I fucking love Rocky it's my favourite I, I love Four. the pace of Rocky I, I like the fact that there is only one fight or two fights in the first yeah. one whatever it is I love that whole build up that yeah, whole it, story about, I and love falling that. in love with Adrian it's all of that and it, <laughs> but, he's a, but it is, he's a proper <laughs> Humans, human angle story, you know. Mm. Of, of and if you were to take away, and I know how much you love four, but if you were to take away elements of four, five, and all that lot, and go straight to Creed, 
there is this perfect development of that character. The, the Rocky character was played in Creed. Is a perfect oh. match for the Rocky in Rocky well, One. Yeah, because in Rocky Five, when he goes back to after the mm. dry, Drago fight in Four, mm. and he goes back to like from Tom Morrison, to Rags, that one, yeah. yeah, and he's not supposed to take any hits, and when he's gone yeah. back to living in his old, shit but it doesn't place. work. It's not that film. Really, but then yeah. it went to Creed or Balboa. I actually thought was alright. Balboa was okay, yeah, but I the, think Creed is the perfect sequel. Yeah, because it, and it, I like both the Creed films, and, and I loved Stallone's performance in Creed. I thought he was superb. Yeah. And I, but that's the thing, I love Rocky One because mm. Stallone sold his fucking dog oh, and yeah. everything to yeah. make that film. Yeah, $30,000 and, and things. Yeah. Yeah. It was Buckkiss, wasn't it? It was his dog. Yeah. Yeah. He bought yeah. that dog, he sold it for a fuck all and bought it back yeah. for like 50 grand Yeah, because he wanted that dog. Yeah. And the man done everything he could. Because everyone that wanted to buy it didn't want to let him star in the film. Mm. And look at it. I mean, Rocky Four for me, mainly because of the training stuff. And yeah. Rocky's mm. just fucking hard-ass motherfucker <laughs> and it's they're the sort of films that no matter what age you were mm. or are they will always make you just think fuck yeah they kind of get you that little pump like mm. even if you're not athletic or if you just you're like oh, you sit there watching it I was going like that yeah, I watched Rocky 4 two days ago yeah. so that Dolph Lundgren one. Yeah. and yeah. I was sitting there and I know what fucking happens seen Creed yeah. 2 yet yeah and I love that oh, but every time yeah. with the boxing bits when there's certain <laughs> bit, I'm just like and I'm moving my head like I'm throwing the punches I'm like I can't box this shit I, I could have picked Rocky I could have picked a more obvious sports movie but I didn't want to I wanted to get something yeah. a little bit off kilter that wasn't and the to obvious be honest, choice we're, we're not here to every week pick out favourite movies favourite movies that's yeah. the whole point of movie roulette as well you know so, could have been Field of Dreams exactly we could, oh, have, had, no, we could have had a dozen dreams. baseball movies you know oh, but makes me cry. I'm glad I picked it <laughs> really yeah it's just emotional. Might have been the time I watched it. I was going to say, <laughs> what is it? Probably not, no. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they die. <laughs> it's my Lego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only everyone else could think deeper into that. <laughs> because there is so many layers. <laughs> To that one little bit about Lego <laughs> that went beyond what we're even talking about. <laughs> that was that's like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking layers. <laughs> Lego onion. Um, let's rate the movie out of five. Ten. 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 Now, yeah, isn't it? I fucking put your bucket over ten. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's ten now, isn't it? Oh, um, God, you... For me, if you'd have asked me based on my memories of it, I'd have gone, oh, that's an 8 or 9 out of 10 movie. I remember that being great. I'm going to go 6, which is low for me. Still, low for me, but it's... It's only a slight drop, though, from what you would have, so... Yeah, yeah, I still enjoyed elements yeah. of it. I it's still, not like you've hated the film after that. No, no, I didn't watch this and think, oh, God, this is a load of shit. I thought, brilliant, Handsome Brothers still made me chuckle. Uh, Paul Newman's performance made me, you know, great, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but no, slightly, slightly... Um, hmm. Disappointed. Who? I similar to Scott. I wouldn't have rated it as high in my memory. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably go about a five. Yeah, fair enough. If it was on telly and halfway through, I'd watch it again. But I, I wouldn't sit down and purposely watch it again. Okay. I'd go five or six. I'd, let's go for five and a half. It's it, it's not a bad film. It's not a film I. Just go and watch. If it was on telly and there was nothing else on, I'd 
probably sit and laugh at bits that I find funny. And yeah, it's, it's a background noise film. Yeah, you can happily sit in the background yeah. and go, oh, oh, love this bit. And yeah, just, yeah and, then, and then just drift off in the bits in between. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is now you could just see that on film films. four or something in the afternoon. Yeah, because it's not, not even the oh, apart from the tits. Uh, and there um, is a couple of f bombs, I think, in there as well. Yeah, is it? yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Shits and motherfuckers. Yeah, but it definitely wouldn't be a like. Oh, we'll put this right late well, in here. To be fair, you'd have to say shit in twelves now, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking one lady, Mark. I think they're allowed one fuck. I think they're one fuck as well, are they? <laughs> What are you watching? No, uh, the, 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 the word. Oh. I'm sure they're allowed one fuck every hour and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> every hour and a half. Not that. Start the film. Fuck. <laughs> shit, we've got enough time left. <laughs> oh, just said shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck shit. it. Sorry, fuck sake. <laughs> Me and my fucking mouth. Sorry, shit. Oh. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to play movie roulette. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. It's movie roulette time. Yay! One, two, eight. What is your first choice, Scott? A movie starring Edmund O'Brien. <laughs> really? How <laughs> random is that that that's come back? <laughs> Which we only had one episode ago. Yeah. It's come up again. I think I better spin again unless I want to choose another Edmund O'Brien film for you. That's plenty to choose from. Four oh eight. You two would like this. I hate you two. <laughs> Don't like you much, huh? A movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan? Shyamalan? Who's M. Night Shyamalan? Is that his Japanese Simony. brother? That's <laughs> it, We get to make a film from M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Who's the man? Yeah. Shia man. I like, I like they make this a night to remember when they sing that. It's not Shia man. Shia man. Fuck you. It was being really he racist. Done, it was like Shaman and Madingo, wasn't it? Yeah. Usual did, suspect. No, he didn't. No. did the Sixth Sense. And oh. Glass is just, uh, well. Split. Unbreakable. All that, all that sort of stuff. The ones with the twist. The lady in yes. the lake, the girl in the whatever it was, the woman in the lake. Um... Oh, signs. Signs. Village. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The last. Can I spin again? Because I, I, may, I may choose something out of that. Oh, After Earth. One, one, five. A movie starring Demi Moore. Okay. So let's forget the Edmund O'Brien one because we had that for longest time. Yeah. So I've got a movie starring the gentleman we mentioned earlier. Or directed by the yeah, that's him. Um, and a Demi Moore movie. I'm gonna go with the end night Shaman. Okay. 
Do you know a film yet? Or I've got gonna... a film in mind. Do you want me to tell you now? Yeah, go for it if you've got one. Signs. 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 2002. Remind me, is that the Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson one? Yeah. yeah, in the cornfield. Joachim Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Soon it. So that's stinking pause for this week. Liam, Paul, thank you very much, guys. Thank, thank you. you. See you next time. Bye bye. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Astrid Arms, that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking. Laugh back your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side. On hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Treat every season as spring. No glancing back, try positive thinking. Trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good Positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up, you ugly bitch. Oh, shut up, we enjoy it.